Hi, and welcome to The Quirky Artist. My name is Jenna Sears, and I am so excited to talk to you yet again this week um, and kind of follow up on my conversation with my friend Chris, where he explored Swedish director Ingmar Bergman's film adaptation of The Magic Flute. Um, This is a very brief episode, um, and it actually doesn't directly have anything to do with Ingmar Bergman's film adaptation of The Magic Flute. However, I had one of those moments in life where the dots were connected with other components of living, and I thought it was too good not to share. So, as I was just living out my days the last couple of days, um, I happened upon a brand new television show. Um, It is the second Swedish-speaking show that Netflix has produced, which is so exciting, um, and it is called Love and Anarchy, um, and I have to confess that I'm obsessed. It is a very brief, um, series, and I have probably watched it at least three times, um, since I saw it maybe five days ago. Um, not one of my prouder moments as far as, um, time management, but I, I have been so enthralled with this show. So to get to the part, um, where there's context, because I'm sure some of you that are listening are like, okay, Jenna, good for you, but what does this have to do with Ingmar Bergman? Um, so on this show... Um, they, the characters made a reference to, um, this woman who was writing a book about Ingmar Bergman. And I thought that it was so amazing and also kind of peculiar that this incredible Swedish director who I unfortunately had never heard of before, um, my conversation with Chris last week, um, once again showed up in in media um that I was interacting with and so I I thought that that was amazing um and I thought that that it was a perfect segue into me hyping up this show so for some context about the plot um as a very brief summary it the show's premise focuses on the life of um this woman named Sophie who is a um, kind of digital, um, advertising and, uh, business growth manager. She has her, like her own independent firm. Um, and she takes on a client, which is a small independent publishing company. And she, um, starts to interact with all of these new people that work for this publishing company, um, one of them being this very young um, IT technician named Max. And they have, through various mishaps, um, a peculiar and complicated relationship. There is obviously a lot more nuance on that. And I'm disregarding so many of the character developments of others in the publishing house. Um, but really, the main 
focus of the story is Sophie and Max is very nuanced and sometimes questionable interactions. Um, and it explores the idea of social taboos and um, progressive culture. And it also is just so funny as a show. It is honestly some of the smartest writing I have interacted with since I saw Fleabag for the first time. Um, Which, as a side note, if you have not seen Fleabag, oh my goodness, you are missing out, my friend. Highly recommend that. Um, But this show is so dynamic and it um, is... It, it was such a joy to watch. Um, and so I wanted to talk a little bit about um, kind of like the main ideas of it. Um, but if you're not convinced yet, I have made a very small list of reasons why I think you should um, listen to the show. It's only, it's a four um, point list. So it is, it is very brief, but persuasive, hopefully. Um, so number one on that list, Stockholm, which which is where the story takes place, is just really cool to look at as a city. Architecturally, it is um, both historical and very brightly colored. Um, so your eyeballs will thank you for watching this show. Um, secondly, I think that Swedish is such a cool language and it just sounds so beautiful and emotive um and it definitely has re-inspired me to continue trying to learn it um so if you are a lover of languages like myself this is a beautiful way to kind of reinvigorate your Swedish studies um the third one is the amount of coffee consumed by the characters on this show is innumerable and I learned, actually, just from random uh, obsessive uh, Instagram follows of, like, Swedish and just, honestly, um, Scandinavian um, tourism and traveling that Sweden is one of the highest consuming um, countries of coffee in the world, which is kind of insane. But um, after watching the show makes slightly more sense to me. Um, So number three. And number four is the acting and the storytelling is brilliant in the show. Um, It, the characters are so witty and um, have a really nice kind of palpable synergy between one another. Um, So it, it's a riot and it's, um, such refreshing dialogue and writing and it's so nice to watch new shows after being um kind of I don't know I've I've been on a consuming frenzy ever since COVID started so I'm I'm so grateful for another amazing show that's in the midst so if you were enamored or at least slightly enticed by anything that I just word vomited out, you can find this series on Netflix. It is available and the first season is streaming and up. And if you want to explore a little bit about the author who wrote it, 
her name is Lisa Langseth. And um, just once again, I would highly recommend such a a fun, quirky, and um, just all-around fun show, if that's up your alley. So thank you so much to all of the folks that took the time to um, kind of tolerate my rambling. I very rarely um, feel as engrossed in a TV show as I was with Love and Anarchy at like first watch. So I felt that it was my artistic obligation um, to hype the show up. Um, and again, I just, I felt it was too good to pass up the, the connection between Ingmar Bergman, who is fabulous, and I really hope to continue to explore his work much more than I have. Um, but again, I was so enamored with the magic flute. Um, but... Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. It is a joy to share art with others, and I hope you stay quirky.